<laughs> Genesis chapter 3, okay? We started uh, on the fall. Alright. Uh, we're going we're pretty much gonna stay in Genesis. We uh, we started talking last week about the conversation between um, Eve and the beast of the field, the uh, um, serpent. Um, we read the first verse there where uh, where the serpent first where he adds doubt. Remember what he said there? Remember half God said? Right? That's that's a key part. That's one of those things that we need to remember that at the beginning of creation, you know, this that you know, that doubt has always been it's not a new thing, okay? And so we all we all have to constantly be on lookout for just that actual attack because again the devil doesn't have to prove to you that there is no god he just has to get you to doubt his authority see and once you doubt his authority then who's the next one that becomes the authority self right so um then we move into um eve's answer to the serpent to where she changes the word <clears throat> now we spoke on did Eve do it on purpose um, was it in an unintentional mind you she wasn't actually there when God gave the command to Adam so was that Adam passed that along incorrectly my issue one of the things that you know the, when I was looking into this the idea that we need to help God and you see what she did is, you know, I mean, she added, um, neither, shall you touch it. neither shall you touch it, right? So that makes, and we discussed that last week, well, that makes perfect sense, right? Not to eat it, and that means not to touch it. That was the same idea behind the laws that the Jewish people started to say, well, if God says not to do this, well, then he also means that we shouldn't do this and we shouldn't do this and let's kind of add to some of that and it's and, and it doesn't start off as a negative an, an intentional hey i'm just going to blatantly change the word of god but you know it's almost like you know they're trying to help god god doesn't need our help he says what he says for a reason and when you, when you hear preachers and people stand up there and start saying, well, this is what God, this is, this is what he said, but this is what he meant. Okay? No, this is what he said. Okay? And that's how it should, should stand. And we do that in our, in our own lives. A lot of the arguments, people say, well, I don't really think that's, that's what God meant about that. But what is it? That starts with the doubt. When is that really what God said? And then we want to try to, I, I, this is what I think God really means about it. So it's okay if I drink every once in a while. It's, I mean, I know this is what it says, but it's not that big deal. It's okay if I don't do this, or it's okay if I do this. You know, even though the Word of God says, you, you know, you name it, you know, love thy neighbor, or, you know, no gods, or idols, or any of that kind of stuff, whatever you want to say. You know, it's not that big of a deal 
if I do this every once in a while on Sundays and if I miss this or whatnot, okay? And it's, that's the adding to. And it's also, I mean, that just comes back to the I. I. I think, I feel. I mean, it's not about what I feel and I think. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that we have to be careful of is you'll, when you discuss things with individuals that have an opposing degree, uh, um, opinion, you'll hear that I word a lot <laughs> over and over, you know. And, and, I, and I find myself, I try not to when I'm speaking I try not to say well this is what I believe yeah. you know I've really trying to change it change it to where this is what the word says you know because I'm just as bad for that too this is and, and it, it means the same thing because I, I believe what the word says but when I keep saying well this is what I believe and they say well this is what I believe then it's be it's just a battle of who's right or wrong but when I yeah when I go from the standpoint of this is what the Word of God says. Now that places them squarely against the Word of God. Okay. All right. Um, verse 4 and 5. <clears throat> this is Satan's response. Someone read that one for me. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall, You shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall, you shall be as gods, knowing God and evil, or good and evil, I'm sorry. So what does he do here? Convinces. What's that? Convinces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, he just comes right out and says that that's not going to happen. He contradicts God. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's just that, that's just a flat denial, right? And and, and I think and I think that's a natural progression. When you see people, you know, they, they come convinced that what they're coming up with is more of the truth than the Word of God is the truth. And and that's a, a scary situation um, because now, now they've gotten, we've went from don't touch to have all you want. You see, any, any, direction away from what God says is not a godly direction. And that's why we have to constantly be in prayer for his guidance at all times. Every every little decision, even in the way she she answered, matters. And, and Satan just needs that little... Once he got her to kind of add, then he got his hook in. You know, and, and that's why uh, it talks about a little leaven, leaven up the whole lump. You know, and that's, you talk about sin getting into people's lives. Has anyone met an alcoholic that's never drank? <laughs> anyone ever met a drug addict that's never had drugs? Anybody, any type of addiction, right? It just, it starts off little, just a little bit here, a little bit there, recreational, social. But social, you know, just that little, you know, then it spins off. Well, that's the same thing, same thing the devil does. He doesn't start out with you flat denying God and, you know, going in the face of everything that he's ever taught. He just starts that little, that real little tiny bit and gets you wrong. 
So then the ultimate there in verse 6, someone read that one for me. So, the ones that they never got that moved straight into disobedience. That ain't right. Five before you accepted your sin. <laughs> Is that right? That's <laughs> true, though. Is that close? <laughs> so, but here's it's interesting enough. Look at her argument and tell me this is not today's. First thing, she looks at it and they said it's what? Good for food. Right? So she looks straight at it and says, hey, I don't think that's going to hurt me. That looks fun. That looks tasty. That looks palatable. I don't you know, whatever it is. Uh, I'm in the frame of mind that it's pineapple and not apples. My pineapples are my favorite, okay? So she looks right at that and says, she says, that's, I think that's good for me. I don't think that will hurt me. Well, then the next thing she's, what does it say? Right? That's going on. Oh. When you look at, then she looks at it and says that, you know, that looks really, really cool. Hey, that looks fun, actually. You know, that looks fantastic. So in this, in her mind, she is going from, okay, well, God said for me not to mess with this. But now, you know, I got this talking serpent over here that is telling me that that's not true. So when I look at this, you know, that doesn't really look, look all that bad. Um, do you see that, where that fits into today? I mean, how many times when you have discussions on things that we should and shouldn't do is the argument, well, you know, I, I don't really think it's that bad. There's nothing, there's no reason why we can't partake in or act like or do. That's the same argument from, from Satan. You see where all this stuff, all of these arguments that they use today, that Christians, I'm not talking about the world, okay? I'm not talking about lost people. I expect lost people to look at all these things in the world and say, these are great. I'm talking about... Just like Adam and Eve here, children of God, people who are supposed to be followers of Jesus Christ, who are supposed to be washed in the blood and made anew, that continue to wish to live that old sinful lifestyle. And that's what the devil is appeasing here. Um, the other thing here is... How much respect is Eve giving to the serpent? Full. Mm -hmm. Full, complete. I mean, it's this, this snake in the garden, this serpent, she has allowed this thing to convince her that God Almighty is lying to her. Now, to me, 
that's absurd. They're, I don't know how far away, I'm, you know, I'm, we're thinking minutes away from creation here. You know, she was just created. She walked in the garden with God. I believe they had that kind of relationship because we see later on that God comes looking for them, right? When they sin. So she actually physically has that one-on-one -on -one relationship with God and yet she's persuaded to deny his authority. And so I think about us today. I think, how far from God are we? You know, how close is our relationship? It's no wonder that we can slip and fall because even if Eve and Adam with that relationship, um, so you give into them seeds of doubt. You see how serious that seed of doubt is? I mean, it worked her all the way down. Now, we don't know how long this went, how long they had these conversations, you know, how many times that... It, to me, sounds like God created Eve, and then she went out instantly and started pulling off this tree. It's, you know, I, we don't think... Go ahead. I don't like this... The first... Uh, the first thing that you know, a false prophet, you know, because if she would have stuck with what God had told her and kept it in her head, she would have been tempted by the false prophets to come in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is why it is so important for us to know exactly the word of God. It doesn't matter where we're at. We have to have the truth at all times. That is why it is so super important that we have the true, solid word of God. Because we see how the devil will try to twist the word of God. And when we see the temptation of Christ, right, he took several verses and kind of took them out of context. So this idea that, well, we don't have the perfect word of God with us kind of blows everything God teaches us out of the water. Because without the perfect will of God, how are we supposed to be able to combat the devil who obviously tries to twist the word of God? And so if we don't have the, the, the word of God in our heart, if we haven't studied and we haven't memorized if we don't know God's exact words, then where do we end up? With about a thousand different denominations, Christian denominations alone, with thousands of belief systems, with different belief systems within the same church. I mean, I'll bet you we could poll everyone in this church and we'll have some varying degrees on certain belief systems. Mine will be the correct ones. <laughs> but all that is that just goes to show how embedded into our lives the devil really is. I'm not saying anybody in here is controlled by the devil. But at any point we look at a scripture and we add to it, we're no longer listening to God's word. Now, that that means that stuff changes. That means there will be stuff in our lives that we don't like uh, or that we like that and can't do anymore. But that is what it is. Um, go ahead. What would be your advice 
for me to personally use on a friend. I love her dearly, a lifetime friend. And me personally, there's not a doubt in my mind she's a born-again Christian. But she is so wrong <laughs> with her thinking. As far as like her, her theology, well, her beliefs. Yeah. And I don't mean like a fish, not an alcoholic, all the time constantly. But she'll be with friends and they drink. Social drinking and stuff. Yes, and she's constantly telling me, oh, pray for so-and-so, because I know her name of friends. I've met yeah. a few. Um, I really think God's still with them, this and that. I was witnessing last night. I'm always witnessing. She's not saying like boasting. I believe she truly is. Yeah. And I'm like, you just cannot do that. You get, But I am terrible to retain, to remember, where's this verse? Where I'm just always telling her, God's no respecter of man. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's an alcoholic or if it's you. We will pay. We will reap what we sow. You yeah. cannot be drinking and driving. I'm telling you, if God will get us whatever, however, yeah. you just can't. And we as Christians are to separate ourselves. I mean, if you were to lead them to the Lord, then they think that's an okay life. And it's not. And I, she just... We don't argue, just, yeah, just like God sure. knows my heart. Yeah, I've got some people like that. Paula, you had something to respond to that? Uh, yeah. Uh, that would be, come under the uh, sin. Yeah. Which we all commit sins. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we all commit some repetitive things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just one of those, she can be a Christian, I believe. And I'm, oh, absolutely. You know, but she's not perfect. Typically, in most of those situations, um, no matter what the vice is, you know, I mean, I understand that I'm not perfect and I have vices. We look at certain things as worse than the other, right? You mm -hmm. know, if I if I looked at a method, I'm gonna think, oh my goodness, you got to get off that meth. That's horrible, right? In all honesty, in God's eyes, His addiction is no worse than you know, my overweight, okay? You know, I mean, sin is a sin. A lifestyle is a lifestyle. It's incorrect. So I have to get on that point of that. Then what I try to do is my conversation is more not so much hate drinking is a sin and, and is horrible, which I, you know, I think it talks about, but more of what do you do with the idea of God calls us to be holy? You know, God, hold, to be holy, be like God, right? God calls us to live a a different lifestyle than the rest of the world. How do they, when you ask that person, what is your opinion on those verses that God says, be ye holy for I, you know, I, Lord your God, I'm holy, that we are to be separate, not, what is that, in the world, but not of the world, to be transformed and for our mind to be renewed. Romans 12, 1-2. Yeah, Romans 12, 1-2. Those ideas of, you know, um, it talks about the Bible, talking about, you know, our old wine scans to the new wine scans and how we're different people. And so if you get them on that mindset that no matter if we like it or not, that new lifestyle is supposed to be one that is Christ-centered. Of course, ultimately, what she, she probably needs to get into a better church if she goes to church at all. And she does, basically, every Sunday morning only. But every You know, I mean... She grew, she grew up in a good Christian home. Well, and the thing is, I mean, there's, I know plenty of good, solid Christians that have no issue with drinking or other vices, you know, and, and they do them every day. 
you know, that just it's just you know chinking all of our armor. Um, ultimately, what you have to do at some point, you'll just be the you know make sure you're as holy as you can possibly be. So she has an example. You might have to quit talking to her about it. If it starts, sometimes it starts turning bad. If it's casual conversation, then. But you know, I also believe this. God puts those people in our lives so we study that particular situation more. So this may be a situation that God's talking to you, saying, because like you said, I don't really know that stuff real well. Maybe that's an opportunity for you to learn a little bit more about the Greek terminology and you know the the different onos and the words that just mean you know fermentation or grape juice or you know that kind of stuff. Um, one key thing is people say all the time, too, just so you know, people always point to um, they had wine at the Lord's Supper and God turned water into the wine. It never mentions the word wine in the Lord's Supper. It's just the f- fruit of the vine. Never in any situation does it ever mention the word wine. It's always fruit of the vine, okay, or something like that. But anyway, it's never wine, okay? Second one where it talks about, well, Jesus kept the party going, right? You hear, you've heard that before. It's interesting in that terminology that when Christ made his, they make a remark about it being sweeter than all of the rest. Okay? Fermented wine is not sweet. It's bitter. So to me, amongst all of other the teachings of the Bible, it tells me that that was not was a fermented wine. It was, yeah, it was grape juice. Okay? It doesn't say that it tastes like all the rest. They actually talk about it being completely different than what they had had during that whole marriage festival or feast or whatever that's called, that marriage part, okay? So, you know, the two things that they point to are not really work against them if they they really paid close attention to uh, what they use, but that's just for that. Ultimately, what you're looking for is you want to lead them more to, I think God will show that stuff to them, but they have to be in a position to where they recognize it. And if they're in churches that don't teach any of that kind of stuff, they're not really going to ever come across that except for, you got something? I just want to say something before I go. Go ahead. Little, are you going to talk about lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, any of that? Um, probably not a whole lot about it. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to mention those three. You, you don't have the third one up there because the third one is to make one wise. Yeah, that was the next one. Yeah, well, those are the three basic temptations in life. Cook the food is the lust of the flesh. Pleasing to the eyes is the lust of the eyes, and the third one is the pride of life. Those are our basic three temptations that Satan uses. It just comes at us in different ways. But that's his basic outline. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so there's that's this is basically how Satan attacks us and has been since the beginning of creation. This is what he hit Christ with. That's what he hits us all with. You know, that's what the drinking and the vices. It's and, it, and it's always, it's something that I enjoy doing, so I figure out a way to make it okay. I justify it somehow or another. You know, I like cheeseburgers, so I justify my way to find a place to eat cheeseburgers, right? So, you know, we have to be careful about that in our lives to... Christianity, American Christianity, is all about me. When you, over and over, you talk to these individuals... It's all about, well, but it's, you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I enjoy doing it. And you may. But it's not what God intended. You know, I enjoy cake. 
God did not intend for us to eat processed food the way that we eat it. You know, after I just ate McDonald's. <laughs> but yeah, I ate my cheat day, okay? It's, right. it's food at church. You know, today is my cheat day, right? Sunday don't count. It's a holy day, right? right. <laughs> but and, and that's just the whole idea. We, we study, and here we have the, the start of the fall. We saw creation. We saw what God intended for us to be. He intended for us to, to have that one-on-one, -on -one, that conversation, that connection. And because of the devil, we've allowed the devil to get in here and uh, mess with it. Now, here you have a situation where you have Adam... Adam follows along with it, and he eats the fruit. This is the one that God gave the word to, okay? So you know, here we have, not only did the serpent affect Eve, but now it's moved back into the family, and now it's moved into Adam, and Adam falls for it. Now, I don't know what would have happened, but Adam should have refused it. He should have told him, and, and I personally believe, again, I can't prove this, but I personally believe that it was probably unlike anything else in the garden. I think if God says, don't do this, I don't think it was an apple tree amongst hundreds of apple trees where Adam was just unknowingly eating an apple, okay? I, I believe that it was, whether it glowed, I don't know how God did it, okay? I don't even know if it was a fruit all of its own. There was none other like it. Which I, which I say that it is because I like the whole the pleasing to the eyes and that kind of stuff. I think it was forbidden, the forbidden fruit. Okay, stood out. Stood, stood out. Stood out. Yeah, I really think so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it had this been spinach, we'd not had this issue, right? <laughs> it, it had to be fruit. If, if this had been spinach, he would have just been kicked out and I'd have got a new one, right? Go ahead. Um, do you think because if you didn't want to eat it? Yeah, and I'm with you. You know, why give us all this stuff and put the one thing right in the middle of it and say you can't have that? I don't know. Right. You know, I mean, it's what God did, and that's how God do it. You know, on the flip side of that, how, why, how sad do you have to be that you have the run of the neighborhood, and that one little thing is the one thing that you have to go after? You know what I mean? It's it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but yeah, it was probably a Snickers, a Snickers tree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I mean, he was given the law directly. You know, if, if anybody should have known for sure, it would have been Adam, especially to see the creation, to see that of his wife. So. Um, you know, that little bit of doubt, you see how far that little bit of doubt just spirals completely out of control? You know, and, and that's what's the amazing part is, you know, you get a little bit of doubt. You mixed in a little bit of adding to God's word, trusting the wrong people. Then you throw in some of your personal desires and then you, you're not standing up to what the truth is. And then we have the fall of man. And you can see a lot of that. Um, yeah, I'm not standing up. 
It's really important to make sure that we have the right people in our lives that are giving us the word. Again, that falls back onto you got to know the word. It simply is amazing to me how many people have no idea what the word of God says. And, and, and you'll hear them all, you know, a lot, and not, not picking on Robin, but you'll hear people say, I just don't know what the Bible says about whatever. You know, so that is an opportunity for us to learn what the Bible says because I think it's important because if we don't know, then we're just trusting. Pastor says that we shouldn't drink. I don't really know why. So when someone else comes along and gives a reasonable, reasonable argument that, well, that's just because he don't want you to have fun. Listen, a couple drinks is not that bad. You're going to enjoy it. Now all of a sudden, well, you know, those fruity drinks... Well, those things smell really good, and they look really good when they walk by you in Applebee's, and you know they get all the fruit hanging off of them, and you know you're like, well, you know, I'm just sitting there. What'd be the big deal if I order one of those with my, you know, with my steak? You know, next thing you know, you're an AA. Okay. <laughs> see how see how it goes down real quick. <laughs> that quick. <laughs> Snickers Anonymous. That's right. All right, so. And that's what you just got to be careful with. It, it just it goes fast. Um, all right. I think we'll stop there. We got that singing and stuff, so I probably got some extra stuff to do upstairs. Um, so it's basically you got here, this is just basically your, your path to disobedience. These are all, and not necessarily in this order, um, I think the doubt typically will start first, but that other stuff can kind of come anyway. We just got to keep an eye on, on that.